Welcome back and thank you for joining us again. Buckle up as we continue the conversation. But anyway, I mean, that's just one way of just changing your emotions. Mm. They talk about exercise. Okay, so I'm not going to go too far. Like, I'm just going to go through all of this. But you know that part of your body, you know, is uh, exercising. Mm. And exercising actually gives us natural antidepressants. Like, literally, if you want to lift your mood, Mm. do some exercise and your body is just going to be flushed with these good hormones that make you feel good. Um, and of course he kind of validated my, my love for walking. Like if you walk for 30 minutes every day, you know, (laughs) you are on a good path just to like make it, uh, health wise, uh, and it can actually increase your life expectancy. So I was like, this is pretty good. Um, and then, so that's number two, number three, it's all about your thoughts. You focus on what you desire and not what you fear. Hmm. so that's a big thing. actually that's one of my favorite mottos i think there's a quote by umandela nelson mm. Mandela, yeah that he, that speaks to exactly that mm, mm. yeah so i also love that one number four it's all about words so words are powerful i don't know how many times i've heard this one i've heard it in church i've heard it um outside of church like in other spaces Positive talk is actually good for you. Affirmations are good for you. Mm. So words that for yourself and to others, they are powerful. They can change. Mm. uh, They can impact your emotions. Mm. Number five, he talked about breathing. Um, And I think this is an area that I'm not very well versed on. So I was happy to just read more about it. But I know people are quite... uh, Maybe even you, there's like some yeah. advanced stuff that you know. Can you share a bit on breathing? Okay, so it might not be advanced, but <laughs> for me, I, I'm an avid meditator, you know. So I meditate a lot. And uh, I've, I think last year, been introduced to breath work. Mm. It's a beautiful practice. It's a beautiful practice. Um, and the specific teacher that I follow, um, he, she's a spiritual stroke psychologist, so she's not like your normal mainstream. She does infuse a lot of spirituality in her work, which I absolutely, you know, uh, I love. I love that about her. So it's the best so, of both worlds, basically. The best of, for me, I'm like, what? Is there anything better than this? <laughs> so yeah, she she is part of her her therapy. She does introduce Indoye breath work. And, you know, the thing about spirituality, which I absolutely love, I love mystery as a person, you know, while I, I, I really uh, respect science, I, I, I think I'm more spiritual. And why I'm saying this is that even in this, in how she shares it, she doesn't go into too much detail. She says, you know what, just do this. You will see how it benefits you. You know, I, it's, it's just one of those things that I can't. Uh, dictate or say to you this and this is going to happen even as a psychologist myself all I can tell Mm. you I've been doing this for a year see an improvement here and here and here and I just love that about her you know it's very Mm. authentic she's not like a know-it-all and but that doesn't stop her from sharing Uh, but yeah so to answer your question breath work is oh it's beautiful it's really what does it do for you 
Um, look, I mean, obviously, it's coming, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, meditation is like exercising. And I think he said this on the book, you know. Mm-hmm. So I do exercise, but I'm more a meditator. And on exercising, I like more, like I'm your, I'm your yoga girl, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm very much spiritually inclined, slow movements and all that. So it definitely calms me calms me down um but more than calming down it's a grounding um Mm. you know it's Mm. a method that i personally use to stay present okay i mean this is interesting you're getting me excited can i just ask like a follow-up question on that sure go for it when you're saying that you want to stay present is this the opposite of dissociating um it could be yeah, actually, it yeah, it could be, it could be. I'm saying okay. it could be because I'm still a, you know, depending on the incident, mm. <laughs> what's happening in that moment um, and how traumatic it is, you know. Yes, of I, I would, But maybe I, I have a feeling this practice would help me to come back quicker. And not to have too much trauma in whatever I'm experiencing, you know, yeah. in that moment. So okay. it doesn't mean I won't be traumatized by horrific things that continue to happen in this world. But doing these practices helps you to just come back quicker, you know? Yes, yes. Okay. I I'm asking that, that because sense. I know, um, I yeah, I know one of the things you and I connected on quite earlier on like (laughs) in our friendship was uh the thing around dissociating but at that time because we didn't have words for it right yeah uh, we would talk about how for example in a meeting like in a serious big meeting you're sitting there and your mind just like wanders you are not in your body you're just like (laughs) observing these characters and like all the crazy stories that is part Ellie of the isn't yes. it? Yeah, and Ellie McBeal did that baby to do this. Dance. <laughs> you remember? I remember Crazy. that like it was yeah. yesterday. Yeah. It was dissociating. You were... <laughs> that was dissociating, my friend. That was. That was it. We were overwhelmed. We were like, oh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> All the testosterone in this yeah. room. Yeah, then you just like zoom out immediately and then you go to your happy creative space. Exactly. <laughs> that is so funny. That is hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a, so that's... okay, breathing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's good to know. I think my only experience with breathing when I really started realizing it's a thing is uh, when I had my first child. <laughs> when you in labor. <laughs> And you cannot take any medication. And these people are telling you, just breathe. You're thinking, breathe. oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain. And I'm so nervous. Like, what's going to happen? Oh, breathing, guys, is a natural painkiller. Because sure. at first I was thinking, am I breathing just to be distracted about what's just about to go down? Or am I breathing because it really works? Like, I was so confused. Why am I doing this? I don't even want to breathe. I don't want to breathe. I just want to scream and be scared. You know what I mean? But it actually helps. Both ways, by the way. The activity of breathing helps to distract you from your 
thoughts of I'm in pain and you know mm. how's this baby gonna get out of me and hey. yeah and no one prepared me for this what's happening hey, hey, why hey, do you have a sharp hey. knife like oh my hey. word oh. I'm telling you <laughs> you go there hey uh-uh. glad we yeah. done oh, over that bridge. <laughs> oh my goodness oh man some of these things we don't talk about them you just like rather forget and move on yeah exactly <laughs> and I guess god did it that way because honestly i don't know how we even have two or three kids after the first experience you know mm. it's god's ways it's yeah. god's ways and i think yeah. every mother will tell you you really do forget like mm-hmm. your hard drive gets wiped off by secret agents hey <laughs> Our men in black comes. Our men in black come <laughs> while you're sleeping and they go into your brain and then they delete all those memories and suddenly like, oh, cute little baby. I yeah, want, I want another, another one. one. <laughs> and then the memories, they come back on the day you are pushing on that bed like the pains are coming. It's like, oh, why did I do this? <laughs> okay, let me cover the last two there. Um, so the last two, uh environment impacts your emotions if you're yeah. in a toxic environment if you are in a nurturing environment comfortable environment like all these different things that are external to you that are around you they mm-hmm. impact your emotions 100%. yeah i think that one is very clear self-explanatory mm. and then the last one is music impact your emotions mm, oh, i love music who doesn't love music yeah who doesn't love music i, I think yeah. that's also self-explanatory and you sure. said my friend you'd want to add number eight on that and say food food impacts our emotions and yep. i can understand completely how yep. it does <laughs> yeah my daughter and her father i'm telling you when they start mm. being i'm like are you hungry <laughs> yes i'm hungry like here's a snack <laughs> like okay <laughs> Leave the people. Let's go eat. <laughs> Let me make food or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, my friend, this, yeah, obviously this is now the meat of the book, you know, mm-hmm. and it talks directly to the part that I felt was missing when I read <clears throat> Brene's book, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was yo yo yo, and I, I was struggling a bit. You know, this book is so funny because when you're excited about a topic, you almost want to read it as a consumer, and then I, I always had to, like, you know, remove myself and say, "Ah, uh-uh, I'm re- reviewing the book. <laughs> I'll come back as an as a consumer." But yeah, I was just like toggling between the two states, you know, if I may call it that. Um, but the first part was when. I think it's in part one, right? He talks about the ego. Oh, to me, I was like, ring, 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 ring. this is it. <laughs> this is it, <laughs> you know? Mm. Because the ego is like so sly, you know? It's necessary. There's nothing wrong with the ego. We all have it, you know, so that we're able to wake up and dress up and bath and put makeup on. But mm. it can be... It has a shadow side, right? In okay. in modern terms, the the negative side maybe <clears throat> would be more um, recognized as a term. The ego, man. Um, yeah, if you if you study it, you know, because he goes deep into what the ego is, you know, and I think the first 
um, um, statement he makes, which was like, hey, guys, we need to check ourselves, right? <laughs> he says, um, you know, sometimes you may not... Um, you may not show pride, right? And you come across humble, but still be controlled by your ego, okay? So I was like, wow, this is interesting. Um, what what are you talking about? So um, in layman and straightforward terms, the ego is made up by all the things that you believe form part of your identity, right? So it's things that you really... Uh, can't imagine yourself without right like your name mm, mm. if you're not mbali if you're not maviva who are you right mm. um if you are not the age that you are if you're not the religion that you are if you don't hold the political beliefs that you have and never mind poli- political beliefs just beliefs that you hold mm. about life itself you know and how if you are too attached to your beliefs they can actually create suffering right yep. and for me that was so oh yeah i sort of like had a big sigh after reading that because that is obviously the main thing one of the main things we're doing what we're doing you know the mm-hmm. podcast is about alleviating suffering so i was so happy to have come across a book that is able to identify this as mm. something that if you do not have under check is probably the biggest contributor to any suffering, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's so, yeah, it's hidden. It's very sly. Um, And it does need a bit of work for you to understand the concept, right? It needs you to really slow down and do some deep, deep introspection in understanding Mm -hmm. uh, what this, how this actually plays out in managing your emotion and thus creating the life that you want to experience in the midst of whatever uh, trigger external to you, you know? So another thing that I found fascinating and worth highlighting, he says that the ego thrives and is inflated by capitalism and consumerism. He says the dominant economical model in recent decades proves that marketers have understood the need for people to identify with things, right? Mm. To prop themselves up, Mm. right? So he says, no, in things on their own, there's actually nothing with them. You know, I like things, you know. But it's the meaning we attach to them. Yeah. It's how, yeah, the meaning and how we identify and we define ourselves and our worth to these things, you know, mm. which is detrimental. Hence, you'll find a lot of people, once they, lo- they lose uh, status or whatever things they might have acquired in their lifetime, literally lose it. Lose it, you mm. know, because mm. you, you, it's just an awareness mm. that you have in the meantime identified your worth and your value in life through things mm-hmm. that you have acquired right i just yeah. thought yo this guy is 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 intense he's like yo so mm-hmm. he goes deeper he says no 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 never mind the things you can identify yourself by being a parent your children your friends whether you were 
in a uh, in a relationship or single your beliefs which are based on your own perception of the world and your ideas you know if you too attached to any of these things or all of these things it can bring about so much suffering mm-hmm. you know so like i said it's a very big idea and it it it's almost not tangible mm-hmm. hence you really need to take time out and check yourself honestly nobody can do this for you mm-hmm. um yeah and and i think if we all do this and be a little bit it, it results in you being more flexible and being open to considering you know yeah. sometimes it doesn't mean change it just means be open to consider a different mm. opinion a different perspective or um yeah what a person's experience of yeah. whatever you mm. know what i mean mm. so that that for me was really 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 amazing because he says you know when life does not unfold as what we hope it would we get upset because of the personal stories we hold in our brains linked yeah. to our beliefs you know mm-hmm. and when somebody challenges those beliefs we become so defensive and already that's the start of you not being stable right mm-hmm. and really our emotions talk directly to our mental stability our mental wellness our mental you know being able to navigate your emotions definitely is a direct direct um indicator of how your mental wellness will be you know mm-hmm. so honestly this this really really excited me um i think the second thing that he spoke about uh was the whole thing of using your emotions to grow and i think i mentioned this at the beginning yeah uh, can you maybe talk four. a bit more yeah just talk more about that hey i mean for me we have been so is it socialized to believe that we should not be experiencing any negative emotions you know even at religious uh like cases. it's a shame like it's, it's a shame yeah. Yeah. yeah right mm. you shouldn't be angry you shouldn't you know you must be meek you must be yeah. whatever you shouldn't be jealous yeah and um, like, yeah, man and these happen naturally yeah. naturally my friend i mean and they all part of things that god puts in us mm. so this guy um is has been such a genius in first of all um having us acknowledge that we have these things we have these emotions and then there's nothing wrong with them right in mm-hmm. in the in the different spectrum in the number that brene was able to present to us you know okay. i was excited about that so he's echoing that yes these things are there and we have to acknowledge them <clears throat> so i'm not going to give too much away he gave us i think uh he spoke about three models that i think i want to highlight um that are so practical in navigating your emotions very mm. very practical so the first one he talks about you know in line with first of all you need to raise your awareness <laughs> you need to reflect and be aware of so this is one model the first model that you can use in checking um whether you are where you are right emotionally okay. mm-hmm. 
Mm. It talks about uh, the first one is 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 a model called whether you are below the line or above the line, right? Okay. So if you are above the line, your awareness is quite high, and if you are below, it's decreased. Mm-hmm. And so this comes a lot of books also that he's taken these models and concepts for from um so it's i like the fact that you have an option to actually go deeper into these things by reading those books as well so this concept the first concept came from a book called uh 15 15 commitments to conscious leadership and it was written written by jim defna and diana chapman Okay. 15 commitments to conscious leadership. So, um, I mean, if you are above the conscious, um, if, if you are above the line, you are open, you are curious, you are willing to learn, you are positive, you are creative, you are innovative, collaborative. And when you are above the line and you approach your emotions in this way, you manage your emotions this way, you are able to enhance your performance in whatever you're doing, right? Okay. So this is being a parent, in a relationship, career, anywhere. You know, if you're open, any of these, it will help um, in enhancing your performance in that area. Okay. So when you are below the line, you are unconscious. So if you are above the line, you are conscious. If you are below, you are unconscious. Mm. And you, the, the uh, indicator of this, you know, the behavior is when you want to be correct and you are defensive, you are closed off, you don't mm. want to hear new ideas. Um, you know, when you sense a threat, you just go into survival and you attack. Okay, um, you know, so I think that for me was just like wow, you well, know. So the whole thing to about, know, yeah. Hey, and mm. he says the ability to recognize when you fall below the line, largely to identify how you feel when you're above the line. You are curious. You do curious listening. That's what it's called. And you're consciously feeling your emotions. So you don't avoid them or suppress them or oppress them or whatever. You consciously uh, feel that emotion, right? And you also discuss without being argumentative. Mm. You are appreciating. You're taking responsibility and questioning your beliefs as you have this conversation, you know? And then when you are below the line, you cling to your opinion, you are finding faults, you are rationalizing. What? Is that being below the line when I'm rationalizing? Um, you know, justifying gossip, enrolling others to affirm your beliefs and attacking the messenger. You know, um, I think it can't get more direct. You know, it can't get more clear. Mm. So that you're able to identify mm. when you are below the line or above the line as a model. Okay. And I imagine, I mean, someone like me who's listening to all these attributes may relate with some of them above the line and below the line. So yeah. this is a thing, Oguti, you could 
you change obviously like you're not consistent all the time mm-hmm. there are times and situations where you like really below the lines like uh those things i recognize them exactly. and then there's times when you feel like i'm the one above the line yeah yeah you know so, i think uh, it's just that awareness obviously you're not going to get it right all the time we're human but yeah. i think that's what i love about this book the awareness of this makes mm. a world of difference you know even if it's just the degree mm. and then the second model that he spoke about which is aligned to i think you spoke about operating from from love he is is that whole model of operating not from fear but love you know mm. so throughout mm. the day you either operating from from uh, fear or love you know and how you tell the difference is fear you get focused on something um and you 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 literally focus on getting approval tension you want money you want power um just to you know for the reasons of more directed to yourself right okay just is it like an ego yourself. thing it's an ego thing it's ego driven okay. right so when you're operating from love you are more focused on giving you give of your time you give of your money um you know you give love you give attention you share and improve the lives of others not for self interest but for the sake of it you know mm-hmm. so um again it's just the awareness to always check why am i doing this you know mm-hmm. am i doing this because i want recognition or i want uh, uh fame or am i really true to what i'm doing you know mm-hmm. i mean it's as straightforward as that it's so simple and in line with these three um models he then gives you practical exercises that you can do um you know to first of all obviously sometimes we struggle with identifying the the emotions with which Brené Brown did a brilliant work you know versus this book in helping us to identify the spectrums but mm. beyond that then this guy gives you all these exercises to okay. manage your, yeah. your your emotions you know yeah. so yeah those for me are the things that really 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 stood out Uh, when I read this book wow okay no that's pretty cool man and uh, I noticed that there's exercises here and there um, that you can do Mm -hmm. to actually assess where you fall (laughs) where you fall especially in the space of um, of negative emotions I remember this particular exercise which I just felt like hey isn't everybody feeling like this you know that negative um, the negative emotion of caring Mm. what people think of you Oh, yes. syndrome. That syndrome. You know? Yes, yes. Oh, actually, I, I didn't get that's the third model. Sorry, man. I I did say three models. But yeah, to just build on the one that you mentioned, you mentioned a total of nine emotions yes. that are negative mm. that you can use uh to grow, you know. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's exercises. The first one is not not feeling good enough. Mm. so it helps you how to use this to grow mm. being defensive mm-hmm. stress and worry mm-hmm. caring what people think of you overly <laughs> self conscious yeah i like that, that, I like that yeah. <laughs> resentment jealousy depression fear and discomfort and lack of motivation yeah and yeah, yeah i was like god if we could if we could one day interview this guy i would like 
ask him of all the negative there's so many negative emotions what made him choose these nine but as i read them they were so relevant you know mm, mm, yeah, yeah. So. no i really enjoyed it and you know i couldn't help but obviously take this lens you know not, like when you are aware of these things and now they have a name and you understand what it means you know take all of this and just think about what's happening around us like yeah. for example my friend like a practical question to say i'm trying to be positive and master mm. my emotions and mm. then i'm trying to set up uh, to record a podcast with you mm. and power goes off like <sighs> fine it's fine now we know that we have to schedule our things based on when we have power because mm. it's not that the lights are not on because i'm sure by now like we've got backup systems and everything that we've put in place sure. but it's the issue around let's say the cell phone network disappearing mm. when there's no power <laughs> and well, so i'm trying to be positive and yeah have emotions and then something like that happens you know yeah. and it throws you off i know um, so i mean it's all good to learn about all these things but yeah. trying to now link them to like our daily life really that's it absolutely that's, <laughs> you know? that's kind of the that's thing you know else. <laughs> something yeah, else it is something, something else. else yeah yeah so i mean that's why i think as i was reading i kept on toggling with reading for consumption and reading for reviewing so really definitely i mean i've listened to the book three times for just to understand and then secondly for the review but definitely you have to go back uh mm-hmm. and maybe more than once to for now adopting some of these things and understanding how they talk to you you know mm. but so here's another damper <laughs> as a south african black woman who speaks zulu <laughs> i know guys i sound like a broken record but you know what <laughs> it is what it is it is what it is um you know i i'm like yo um after reading brene's book yes again i'm like yo the language issue and i know that you did talk to it my friend <laughs> you know to say uh there are dynamics even in our languages i think you did mention you know in terms of there being a deeper zulu than another zulu mm-hmm. and cross pollinating between the different African languages also there are dynamics there you know yes. but yeah i mean i i i was wondering that outside of myself being educated speaking english multiracial uh, how does one uh impart this knowledge yeah i mean it's not impossible but the whole purpose of what we're doing also is to also extend this work that we are doing to a person who might not be so eloquent and you know um so good with english because a lot of our people believe it or not can be put off by things that are coming um as english in inverted commas because of our past you know believe it or not in this day and age you know mm-hmm. uh there's people who get turned off by things that come <clears throat> in english because yeah apartheid what not what not but i do feel like it's something that we need to acknowledge and 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 also just put it out there that 
the tools that we are presenting are so relevant to everybody you know and yeah, because i mean i would say if someone wants to close their ears on something that helps them yeah. maybe they are operating below the line of it exactly exactly <laughs> spot on so, i see I mean, what you did they are there. operating below the line okay <laughs> i see what you did there yeah. yeah so yeah i mean really it's just about opening ourselves up to things that will definitely make our lives easier you know this, this book is a gem yeah okay no i really enjoyed it and yeah i think the example about load shedding for example i think really speaks to how can you manage your environment better because clearly this is something that's catching you from the environment level you know mm, <laughs> so absolutely. that's what you need to do to manage it um yeah but it's important also to just make these books more real like on the ground like so how yeah. does this help me um you know navigate my life better you know <laughs> so yeah mm-hmm. Anywho, yeah that's just what i wanted to highlight uh to say one of the no, ways to do it uh is to take the tools and apply them to practical life 100 percent. so mm-hmm. the one line that really stood out for me Um, And I'm hoping you can share one as well um, that I'm taking away from this book. Uh, It's such a powerful, it had a very powerful impact on on me uh, personally, you know. It says, learn how to change your story as well as how to interpret events so that you are empowered. Mm. Isn't this like all about contextualizing? Okay, maybe... The wording may be different. But so, that's yes, really what it is. The stories we contained. tell ourselves about yeah. things, you know? True, yes. true. Mm. But for me, having read this book, it also talks about just being aware of your belief system, right? Mm. Because you might contextualize, and even contextualizing is based on a certain belief that you hold, Yeah, right? And you might want to hold on to that and defend it because it's your belief, right? But being really, really open to uh, interpreting your stories. Yeah, what, what you're sharing, how do you know that is what it is? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and really, it just boils down to being open to, let's take the example of us talking to our kids or whoever. Um, uh, let's say, yeah, the example of talking to our kids, telling them this and this and that, but being open to having your kid tell you something different to what you say. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because you can't push it down. down. Yeah. You can't push down your ideas because dimdala, you know? Yeah. And found oh, no. that, that doesn't fly. It doesn't. We can learn so much from our kids, mm-hmm. uh, but we do need to create a safe space with the rules on engaging and letting them have a uh, voice. educate us yeah. yeah absolutely i totally so agree line, otherwise i mean it's gonna be easy kids manage parents as well they're like ah i kind of <laughs> know what they're gonna say oh, i'm not my, gonna share this today i'll just like go talk to someone else about it i know oh gosh my kids manage me Yo, oh, sometimes i'm like am i creating monsters what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, this parenting thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, so I don't know if you have a line. Good. 
Uh, do I have a line? Um, geez, I don't know if I have a line, my friend. Um, okay. There's just so much that resonated with me here. So I don't necessarily yeah. have a line. Just one line. Okay, that's yeah. perfectly That's perfect. But I'm, I was, uh, I'm pretty happy with this book. What a way to start a year. Um, really mm. grateful. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean, people are... Uh, busy with uh, the goals for the year and wanting to go to the gym, uh, grow in their careers, start businesses, better parenting and all this things, uh, all these nice things that we want to do in the year. And definitely our emotions are a big factor. Okay, so I mean, this was a really good call. I'm so excited for this year mm. and what's the, all the good things that are coming to the podcast Thank you Yay! so much for 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 the recording and for just like connecting because I know we are both very busy people, I mean, uh, but glad we made this happen. Absolutely, and welcome back to all our listeners Yay! back with us, so 2023, back yes. on another ride uh, around the sun. Uh, we are in the month of love and we have so much wonderful things planned. We have an exciting book that we're going to be reviewing. Uh, so please look out for that. Okay. Uh, with that said, thank you again for joining us. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast so that it can reach more people. You can also show your support by making a small contribution so that we can keep more content like this coming by going to buymeacoffee.com. Thank you. Till next time. Bye.